what you waiting on? Check, check, cause on your phone. This the Tony Sands show, turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium, I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cool or smoother, make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students, nah. Everyone can do it, do this, I ain't new to this. My style is rich, it's lucrative, maneuver through it. You know it's fashion, you know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. BBS Radio. During the preseason. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and have made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys that have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. Uh. Yeah, we're live here on the Tony Sands Show. We're live at the Ely Tailgate in South Florida. When I say Soul Bowl, it is the biggest Soul Bowl game going on in South Florida. When I say Soul Bowl, you know we're talking about Ely High School and the Dillard Panthers, a game that was brought up about Coach Otis Gray, the late Coach Otis Gray out of Dillard High School. Coach was at Lane College. He was at Lane University. He had a roommate named Coach Anthony Russell. Well, when they came back from college, Coach Russell went to Ely to be a head, one of the great head coaches of the Ely Tigers, and Coach Gray went to Dillard. Well, that, said, that being said, being that they were roommates, they decided that they were going to start – an inaugural game back in 1976. They got these guys hooked up in 1976 and turned this game into what we call now and what we see now back in 1983. It was coined the Soul Bowl. The Soul Bowl of Soul Bowls. It is here. It's been a game. And the one thing about both of these two schools here in Broward County, they are historical black institutions in predominantly black areas of the county. One is in Pompano, one is in Fort Lauderdale. Exit 36 has gotten the name of what it is, so they don't even say Ely High School. They say the school that's off Exit 36, and that's mean you're talking about the Ely Tigers. Well, guess what? When you get two schools like this that are power from the north and from the south, and they go in together, man, this thing become a powerhouse of a game. And both of these schools in, 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 in their runnings of playing football have been two of the greatest schools to put guys into the NFL. Let me, let me just name a few. Lorenzo White, Houston Oilers, first-round draft pick. Hall of Famer that just was named in the Hall of Fame, Isaac Bruce. We move over to Ely. We're talking about Al Harris, Patrick Peterson. Tyrone Carter, Clint Sessions. The list goes on and on when it comes to guys that came out of these institutions. At one time, Ely was the number one school uh, that's having guys act 
active on an NFL roster. Then we moved to Dillard. Dillard took that over for a while. And now, guess what? This thing has blown out of control when it comes to these two schools. Well, this year is a little bit offside because Dillard is having great success. He is not having that much success, but it does not put a damper on neither one of these games, guys. It does not put a damper on neither one of these games. And, yes, my list of what we're going to do today and the people that we, the guests we got coming on on my show, it's going to be unbelievable. We got Hall of Famer. It ain't often that you can get a Hall of Famer to call in to your show, but I get them done each and every time. Isaac Bruce will be joining the show at 1110. We got Jack Crockett, one of the greatest short yard running backs in the NFL, will be joining the show at 1120. My main man, Brandon O. of Hotbed. Hotbed is one of the hottest high school recruiting sites in the country. He'll be joining the show at 1130 as we break down how this playoff thing here in South Florida is going to play out and who's some of the top-ranking schools in South Florida. Lorenzo White will be joining the show at 1142. NFL from Dillard drafted in the first round in the 1988 draft. It was a draft that was historical because of that many, how many guys out of the Broward County area was drafted in the NFL. Then my man Clint Sessions, a guy I knew since high school, trained him, got him up. One of the top linebackers in the Indianapolis Colts history, Clint Sessions, will be joining the show at 11.50. And then we're going to move over to our sister station, which is Station 2 at 12 o'clock. Carlton Johnson, who's the principal at Ely High School, will be joining the show, a principal that has moved the bar when it comes to elevating what Ely and how we see Ely as playing out here in South Florida and the education background that he has that has uplifted this Ely program, this Ely school, to be the top uh, when, when we look at how this game is going to play out, the tailgate, they, listen, they, they do tailgates, and I just left a tailgate in uh, uh, up in Tallahassee for FAM's homecoming, and that thing was out of sight. But at 11.10, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and at 11.10, we'll be joining on the backside of this thing with my main man, Hall of Fame himself, Isaac Bruce, will be joining the show. So stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show. Let's keep this thing rolling. So bold is what we call it. Are you vaccinated, and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and have made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys who have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. We're live here back on the Tony Sands Show, live at the Soul Bowl tailgate where everything is going down here at exit 36. For those that do not know, when I say exit 36, that means, guess what, the entryway into Pompano Beach, Florida. It is, when you talk about exit 36, listen, you are you, you can't not mention Kodak Black, who is from exit 36 and is a big-time supporter of Pompano, but Kelsey joins the show. Kelsey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Uh, great day. Uh, great day to see some football and uh, enjoy some sports this weekend. And I see you uh, out at the location, the South Florida Soul Bowl, you know, that goes way yes. back, all the history of it. Yes. And, uh, man, just ready for some football this weekend. Kelsey, man, as you heard the sound bite leading into the that's been a big thing because you say you're ready for some football, but guess what? The Green Bay Packers 
will be without their leader going into this week's game. He stated, as you said, he stated, you can hear him in there, he said he was immunized. But now, all of a sudden, it came in, in what his definition was, was being immunized, you know, you know, kind of was kind of misconstrued on how uh, it would play out. But, but, he said he was being treated by his doctor to boost his immune system. When you heard that, what was your take <laughs> on Aaron Rodgers? You know, a lot of guys are calling Aaron Rodgers a liar. I don't know if, 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 right. if we would say that because of the word, how he used the word. The word is vague. If I hear immunization, I'm thinking you done took a vaccine. He didn't say that he was vaccinated. Exactly. He said he was exactly. immunization. He, yeah, his doctor was giving him stuff to uplift his immune system. So that was his. I'm quite sure he got that term. And Aaron Rodgers is a smart guy. So I'm quite sure Aaron Rodgers went and got that from, when it got that from someone that, you know, in the profession, in the medical field that probably coined that term, say, hey, you can say that you're immunized because you are boosting up your immune system. I don't know how that's going to play out because with right. the NFL, being that he caught COVID, they said, guess what? Mm -mm. You got to be gone. You got to be gone for 10 days. 10 days. Days. Right. How do you see that as? And I think he told the line on that. On that, I think he definitely told the line in terms of. Uh, yeah, I would agree that he spoke with someone in the medical field because that sounds like that um, to to get that term to kind of you know be on the fence about things. But he, you know, as we set out at the beginning of the season, and uh, you had players um, on Buffalo that were, you know, saying they were not going to get vaccinated and, and so forth. And how this thing has played out, you know, in NFL, also the NBA, with uh, how the teams and the organizations have made it mandatory for the players to be vaccinated and so forth. And then you have the vaccinated against uh, uh, the, the non-vaccinated or so forth. I don't, I, I don't say whether someone Correct. should or they should, or they shouldn't or, or telling them to yes. get vaccinated, uh, making that decision for them. But one thing I would say is that um, understanding your environment, your work environment, meaning the NFL and, and, and you being around the players, coaches, staff, and so forth, and then as well in the NBA, same thing. I think that coming from their stance, you're going to be in close contact with people um, and then, you know, having the viruses or, or, or having that vaccination is something that gives reassurance. Now, one of the things we do need to look back at, which is key, which is key because it started out at the beginning of this, right? Started okay. out at the beginning right. of this that, okay, if you got vaccinated, right. then you were good. There was no right. other, there was no other extent to, the, 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 the virus containing it, being, being, a, uh, being a carrier of it or anything like that. You get the vaccination, you're good. Every symptoms right. go away, nothing there, you're good. But then as things have progressed and then being able to open out to, you know, things getting back to somewhat of the norm, having games, having, you know, fans in the stadiums and so forth. Now it's, okay, we have the vaccination. 
But the vaccination doesn't stop you from getting it again. Now you have where, no, you can get it, but then there's a booster shot because there's a new strand now. and then So it's gotten very clouded with, um, with what the vaccination does, what it inhibits. So I can understand from some of the players' standpoint is, Okay, now we're going so far into this thing of, oh, okay, it could do this at the beginning, but now it can't do this and, and so forth. So um, there have been cases where people have been affected, as with any type of medication, they tell you the side effects, but they say it really quickly or, you know, they put it in small print or, you know, always when you, when you hear it, maybe on a commercial or something. That's something that the players are looking at saying that, okay, well, the ramifications that have happened from the vaccination having side effects have been very fatal and very, you know, uh, a lot of hard cases from that. So it's kind of where Aaron Rodgers is there where he was one of those players. Yes. He was one of those players, and I think that plays into part of him holding out at the beginning of the season because, you know, with him being disgruntled, from the situation with the organization that, that he was in and, you know, he didn't like the organization. Now come in, come in with, okay, you have the vaccination issue. So now he stayed out for a while. So it was like, okay, I'm good. And then when it came time for him to report, and now he's like, okay, well, you know, I'll just slide in. They won't know. And yeah. now yeah. it's come to fruition that, now, okay, well, you came up <laughs> positive. So now it's a problem. So I think that, I mean, as I saw, the NFL showed that, okay, well, he's not going to have to spend any extra time out. What are the ramifications from that? I, I, I'm i interested in seeing. But I think that, yes, he, did, he knew he was not getting vaccinated. He knew he wasn't vaccinated. And whether he was, like, saying, okay, well, I'm just going to be that healthy person, which some people are saying, you know, I'm going to have said, my immune system, I'm going to be healthy, said, do healthy he things. Then he also he said be in a good that situation. he's allergic to some of the stuff that's within the vaccinations. So now that takes us to, to me, takes us to a whole nother area. If if he has something, if something within this medication that won't sit right with him, why should he be obligated to put some in his system that may not react well with this system that, and that's some of the things that i think we got to start looking into like they say one medicine doesn't fit all it's not a one fit all type of uh, uh, uh thing that we're dealing with here with this pandemic and that's what i think a lot of people got to start understanding and realizing that for each person it has a different effect on their body and we still to this day don't know how this thing is going to play out when it comes to the immunization of us long term. We're still looking and still researching this thing because it came out so fast that to me, we still hadn't had a chance to really dissect and do full-fledged research on a lot of this. So a lot of that has Absolutely. a lot. Yeah, that's going to play out. And now this stuff is going to play out big time so much that it's going to see we're, we're being tested. Kyrie did the same thing. Kyrie said, hey, I'm, yep. I'm not doing it. I'm still not doing it. It was cool, I think. We, it, it, we're not cool. It was a lot of noise around Kyrie's situation. A lot of noise around Kyrie. 
When a Stephen A came at Kyrie on his situation, that happened was unbelievable. It affected it is out to a great degree. We're gonna head to a quick commercial break because on the back side of this, we're bringing in Zach Crockett. Stance on, on vaccinations. Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and have made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys who have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. We're live back here at the Soul Bowl at Ely High School. Tailgate, when I say tailgate, tailgate like no other, this is the place to be. If you're riding around Broward County, you best get here off exit 36 to Ely High School and join this tailgate. It's going to be a bomb of a tailgate. Now, Kelsey, we goes back to what we were saying with Aaron Rodgers and the situation that he pretty much put himself in with trying to say if he is vaccinated or not vaccinated. I think it's going to, people are going to want more questions, but people also went at, they went at Stephen A. Smith because they say Stephen A. Smith went in on Kyrie so bad that they don't see him with the same energy, with the same thing with Kyrie as with Aaron Rodgers. How do you see that? Do you see it the same way? Or do you say there were some things that was in the Kyrie situation that was a little worse than Aaron Rodgers, or was Aaron Rodgers worse than Kyrie? Well, I'll say, I'll say, and I was going to bring that up, uh, the way Stephen A. has taken the uh, his stance on things, I think that, um, and you had alluded to it. I think that he's being more uh, non-partial to the situation that everyone's body and the effects of this is different with everyone. He's being more of okay. Well, um, you know, he was he was saying that in the NBA. Oh, I would I would just let him go. I would just I would just uh, kick him off the team. Or you, if they're not vaccinated automatically, I would just, so it's like okay, you can't be that particular way in this situation because there are certain circumstances that just don't lend to it just being as clear-cut as Stephen A. is saying. And um, I, I really think that he's in the wrong for how he's coming across with it because he's like, okay, well, I've got vaccinated, so then you should get vaccinated and then, because it's a work environment. Well, everyone's body in effect is not the same with that. And then you have to think of the circumstances of he's calling people and saying that, okay, well, you're being selfish because you're not vaccinated because you're not thinking of your your uh, your, your coworkers that you're around. Well, who's thinking about the person that's actually taking in this? And, you know, he, he's been saying a lot of things as to, okay, well, you know what you're taking. Um, it's just like a normal aspirin pill. So, you know, go ahead and, and take it. And so it's a lot of things that Stephen A. I think is really out of line on that um, that he needs to uh, check himself on. Well, we're live here on the Tony Sands Show, live from the tailgate. So bold Saturdays, what they call this exit 36. But without further ado, my main man, Zach Crockett, one of the baddest, the 
baddest, short yardest fullback in the NFL from the Oakland Raiders, joined the Tony Sands show. The reason Zach joined in the show because Zach is an elite tiger, and this was a big game in his life, in his high school years here at Elite, and continued to be, for him, a battle of Fort Lauderdale and Pumpano. Zach, man, welcome to the show. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys having me on the show today. I'm telling you, this 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 here run, this game runs deep. Uh, the the stadium lockout stadium over there is beautified right now. Road right drove by before I left out of town to come cover a game up here in South Carolina. But man, you know, this is you know families, this is boundaries, this is everything for the year at stake right now. Me and I, I went in the you know, this it's also as friends for life playing against each other. I I went to Ivy Bruce Hall of Fame and tried, man, and you can see how close we are. That's a Dilla High, you know, and a Ela High, you know, joining together and just coming to celebrate you know, all the greatness that he's done, you know, in his life on the field and off the field. But also me being from Pumpano, you know, just the competitive edge, uh, what we've grown from young young men to, to to men now and raising our families and the competitive edge that we grew up as to push one another. That's what this game is about. It's about family ties, family upbringing, by strength for life, you know, when you play in this game here. Uh, it doesn't stop there. And, and, you know, this game is bigger, just, bigger than just the game. You know what, what I'm getting to, and like I tell you, it's, it's fun, it's, it's it's enthusiastic, it's it's a big it's a, it's a big event for the ages. I tell you that. And Zach, as you know, this game was started, and it's amazing how Coach Russell and Coach the late Coach Otis Gray yes. start both roommates at Allen University. One started coaching at Dillon, the other started coaching at Ely. They get together as two guys that are roommates and say, let's play this game. Now, this is two. We've got to understand, these are two of the biggest historical black high schools in the country. Yes. Yes, it is. And and you look at the history of it. Look how many guys that look how many guys that we put into college. The guys that come from both of those schools came into the NFL, and they're still doing great things in the community right now. And to come and to come back and talk about this game right now is unbelievable. Yeah, we're live here on the Tony Sands Show at the Soul Bowl. Zach, we're back with Zach. Zach, so when, when you was in high school, and, and I understand as a freshman, how did this what this game meant to you, and when did you realize that this was a big game? Uh, in your high school career that could elevate how people see you around the county? You know, I didn't, you know, in, in, in high school, Ely, you know, you had to kind of wait your turn for the for the, the seniors and stuff to, to graduate and, you know, get your shot. So it was, it was a process that you had to go through. And it was big in the community because you seemed to be the person that was the, the next to come, the next person to be elevated to, to represent the community. It wasn't just representing your household or your high school, you represent the whole community. So to have that opportunity to go in to play against <laughs> the Hallmans, the you know, the guys that we I played against at Dillard, it was unbelievable. You know, and like you say, you know, you had Isaac Bruce and all of there was so much talent at both high schools, you know, it was almost like somebody put a badge on your chest to go out and say, You're gonna represent Broward, Pompano Beach, Ela High School and then you had other guys gonna represent Dillard. And, you know, it was just who's the best of the best from both schools, who's going to the biggest colleges, who and your your name was out there. The the community was raised up in these communities to just be on a platform for that weekend, you know. And it was it was the, the town was split. You know, you people from Pompano exactly. could go to 
Fort Lauderdale, people from Fort Lauderdale couldn't go to Pompano. <laughs> it, it was tough. It was tough back there. You know, we took it personal. You know, it wasn't. And it wasn't where it was almost seemed like the back in old old school days where you know it was a war, you know, between Dylan and Eli. But at the end of it, you know, everyone became friends you know, years later when the game was over. But we took it personal. And, and in this series, now you got to understand that Ely leads this series like, uh twenty-five to twenty. Wow. Yeah. And, and the thing well, is, you know, Ely leads this right now. Just, I yeah. Exactly, and and the and the thing was, it was we were winning the series back then before everything, all the division with all the private schools being able to come into the public schools and taking the kids out of the communities and stuff. So it was true, pure. All the kids from Fort Lauderdale going to Dillon, and all the kids from Pompadour area, different area going to Ely. So it was it was tough flying, I tell you that. Ely, as you look down, it still does not put a damper on this game because guess what? Everybody in the community looks for this game for several reasons. First of all, we've been cooped up for a long time. So this is another way that they can get out. Their tailgates are unbelievable. When I say tailgate, this this tailgate here reminds me I just left Tallahassee with FAMU's homecoming, and the tailgate reminds me just of that. The parade was a little earlier today, and that was, I mean, when you block off everything in Pompano, if you ain't the boundaries by 10.30, you can get in. Uh, I know you're busy. You're busy out there scouting, trying to find the next great Oakland Raiders player. Listen, thank you for joining the Tony Sands Show. And guess what? I, I, if I, I'll be crazy if I ask you who, I, who you want to win. On what you're going to say. But, hey. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. I like to have, love to have you on each and every time that we're talking NFL, college, or high school football here in South Florida, live on the Tony Sands Show. Thank you, Z. Anytime, anytime. Hey, go, go. I just listen. Let's let's get. Go, which one? Who you going with? Oh, you know I'm going Ely. Come on now. <laughs> you know I'm going Ely. Got to go with, got to go. He's a tiger through and through. So, Zach, I'm a true, I'm a true blood. The Ely Tigers with true blood. He bleeds tiger all the way through. Listen, great having you on, man. We're going to head to a commercial break. Appreciate We're it. coming back with more of this. Thank you. How is it going to play out? BBS Radio TV, good impressions take time to forget. Permanence is possible. And so is binge-watching BBS Radio TV. We're live here back at Ely High School. Listen, we was not going to let this show go at all until we got an administrator here. You know, sometime in certain areas when we're out and you got a lot of people in a certain area, it tends to mess with the interference on the system. But guess what? We back up and run it. Tony Sands' show will not let it go of a great show when it comes to this. Kelsey, let's get back into this Kyrie thing. Now, let's, I want to get back into this a little bit about the vaccination. Do you feel that Shannon and the rest of the guys are able to put a situation like Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie, do you mix those up together or do you say one is, and as you said with Kyrie saying, I'm not going to do it. Aaron Rodgers fooled us and said, 
that he was <laughs> going to do it, and and he didn't, and he wasn't. So which one of them would you hold to a higher degree of saying, yes, he tried to get it done, or he just um, said, I, I don't. I don't think they're separate. I think that just one 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 guy took it a, a step further just to say, okay, well, no, I'm going to go ahead and play, but play under, I guess you can say, false pretenses. But I don't think this. I really don't think either situation is is different from the other. Um, I think both guys had have an intent uh, not to get vaccinated. So from that particular standpoint. It just comes down to, okay, what is each of the leagues going to do about them, you know, in, in that situation? But they're not going to get vaccinated. That That's not going to happen at this point. If they haven't done it before, they're not going to do it now. Do you feel – now, let's look at Kyrie. And when we talk about Kyrie's situation, Kyrie's just saying, hey, listen, I know, and I guess a lot of people are looking at Kyrie because of what he bought to the Nets. And the people that he bought into the Nets, and now you're saying, "Listen, I'm not doing it." So y'all on your own, and we're seeing how this thing is playing out for the Nets. It's up, it's down, it's all over the place when it comes to uh, how this play. And Aaron Rodgers, now you heard your team. Devontae comes back, but now Aaron is gone. So, do you see this as being a plus of Green Bay now? But Jordan Love get a chance to play. Now, it's going to come to pass, I guarantee you, if Jordan Love, Kelsey, has a great game, if Jordan Love has a great game, I guarantee you, you're going to start hearing the ghosts starting to come up and say, yeah, this is why we drafted him. We may have to move on from Aaron Rodgers, especially with this situation. Do you see them possibly saying they're, they are willing to move on from Aaron Rodgers? If Jordan Love has a great game, I do. I, I see. I see definitely them moving on because okay, you got to take into account everything they went way they went through in the off season, just with Correct. him holding out and being uh, being disgruntled with the organization. Now uh, you have this vaccination itch, issue that is uh, just another you know thorn in their side. So I do see them moving on. Uh, how they're going to get that done? and how it's going to play out, it's, it's going to get pretty sticky from here on out because, you know, he's going to be accepted back because they're, the league said they're not going to hold him out for long. So right. they're not going to hold this against him, which is which shocked me because the NBA was like, you know, from the get-go with Kyrie, they're, they're, they're holding it against him from the beginning. But, but now I think the league is not the league is not to where, Kelsey, where they're saying you got to get vaccinated. That's not the NFL. They, every guy didn't have to be vaccinated. If you was not going to be vaccinated, there are certain steps that you had to play. And they're saying, you know, they see Aaron Rodgers whispering in uh, Kyler Murray ear. He's not on with his mask on the sideline or he does not have his mask on when he does press conferences. Aaron Rodgers came back. As a matter of fact, Doug, can we play a little bit more of that Aaron Rodgers soundbite? Let's start from 140 and, and, and go up because I want people to hear. Just what Aaron Rodgers had to say when it came to him being vaccinated and how this situation is playing out. Um, so it's it's an interesting issue that I think we're going to see played out the entire season. 
Okay, Sheena, do you have a problem with the way Aaron handled Hell yes. Get out of the election for Yes, I got a problem. He talking about there are guys on the team that's unvaccinated. You're hey. one of them. Skip. Didn't that come across like he was trying to shift it yes. all onto them? They're unvaccinated. Exactly. Not, don't look at me. Skip, here's the thing. And I've heard a lot of conversation. They said Aaron Rodgers was disingenuous. Aaron Rodgers was loose with the truth. Uh, he didn't, he misspoke the truth. Uh, alternatives, this and that. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers lied. He said he was immunized. The CDC de defines it. And that, Kelsey, now, you see how openly Santa Sharp was about this when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and how Aaron Rodgers is, is kind of spinning the truth. Either you were, either you was going to be vaccinated or you wasn't. If you wasn't, that's fine. There's several guys within the NFL that's not vaccinated. Right. And it's a lot of guys that were on that. Uh, I think it was a few guys that were on the Buffalo team that were, you know, coming out at the beginning of the season and, and, and not getting uh, vaccinated, saying that they weren't getting vaccinated. So, I, you know, at this particular point, it doesn't seem as the league is going to hold that against him that much. So, But what, what a problem is going to be is when he comes back into the locker room. So yes. I think, yes, that, um, that it's going to be a problem moving forward. And I think that the organization, as well as some of those team members, because some of the team members, let's be honest, they want the other team members to be vaccinated. And right. they take it pretty seriously. So it's going to be a problem. And I think, you know, and they they were, they had bounced back. They were on a roll, you know, one yes. loss team. Yes. So now yes. I wouldn't be surprised if they hit a slump and start losing some games. And, and and that's what we're saying, guys. We're going to move over. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Kelsey, we got to move over to our sister station, Station 2, and we're going to continue this talk. But we're also going to get into a little bit of OBJ and the way that's playing out uh, on him. Do OBJ, the way, he, the way he did, went about this, where he brought in his family, and then, and then he – you know, this is what made it real big because he even charmed in with his boy. He he called Bron Bron and said, hey, listen, man, I need you to throw something in the air. Throw something in the air about, uh, uh, you know, how I want to be out of Cleveland. I didn't think that was got to cut bait. He, he, yeah. he pulled his he pulled his cards to get out of Cleveland. <laughs> and he did get out of Cleveland. And guess what? Now, it's interesting, though, if I'm a team. If, if I'm in the NFL, I do not grab him at all. But we're going to head to our sister station, Station 2. Kelsey, stay on as we dig into OBJ. Got his way when it came to getting out of Cleveland. Vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and have made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys who have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. We're live here back at the Soul Bowl. This is Tony Sands' show. We're at the Soul Bowl and eating. Exit 36 is the place to be when it comes to Tailgating, listen, going to be some barbecue going on. I got my main man on deck, Low White. 
but I'm with my boy. Yeah, listen, when I say my boy, I, I've been I've been on, and I normally don't get on Facebook, guys, and 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 go at other people's ranking systems. But I, you know, I kind of been the last month I've been jugging at people about their ranking system. I told them there's only one true ranking system, and that's coming out of hot bed. And listen, I had to get my boy on. B, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's listen, going as on? I told you, B, listen, I've been jugging at some people. This, you know, as they say, it's uncharacteristic of me to get on Facebook and yeah. question. Yeah, people's ranking system. But I had to do it about three weeks ago. I got on and I questioned someone's ranking system. And I asked them, I said, who ranking system is this? And they said, mine. Why? I said, because all I said was, I think it's, it looks a little flaw. Person came back at me and said, why? I said, mm, look at how you how it's being played out. The person said, well, why? Because you had, what do you think, St. Thomas should be here? I said, I wasn't even talking about St. Thomas. Right. Nothing to do with St. Thomas. I had, it had nothing to do with St. Thomas <laughs> at all. When I strolled down to number 12 and I saw Dillard High School right. that low, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, buddy. But then I saw one school that was number one, and I'm wondering how this school was number Not that they was number one, not that they didn't deserve it. That, hey, that's enough for another subject. But I'm right. looking at this thing. How do you got, at that time, a Dillard High School that low rank? And they're undefeated. Yeah. And they were undefeated. But I had some other schools in your rankings that were not undefeated. And I did not see how that was. So that's what I said. And then that, that uh, it, uh, avalanche went on. And a lot of people did start questioning how yeah. that person's ranking system was. And like I told him, I said, listen, I played this game, been in this game a long time, played it, coached it, trained guys in it. And. I know you guys going to want to go one way, but we can't take this one way. We got to take this for what it is and how it is. Right. Brandon, and I called you this week again because I went into it and, and it, it, you know, the ranking systems were not that. And I asked you, I said, B, did you get out there? Have you put out your ranking system uh, yet? Yeah, it's getting to that playoff time. So we yes. hadn't necessarily, um, <laughs> you know, put out the rankings. But the last six edition of the rankings that we had, you know, Venice was a team that was the top of our rankings all year long. Okay. Right now, Tampa Jesuit is a team that we had at the top of the rankings because locally here, I feel like Shamanat Madonna is one of the best teams. Yes. yes. If not the best yes, team. And I'm yes, explaining. Yes. The reality of the situation is when you go on the road to Buford, Georgia. Correct. You know, I'm from Georgia. Yes. Buford is one of the top programs now in the metro Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. You go on the road, you knock those guys off. Then you go on the road. You beat Seminole, which is the defending 8A championship. Correct. Now, we know Dayton Broward County really didn't get involved last year at the 8A level. But right. at the end of the day, they won it. So you can't take anything away from them. So you go on the road and you beat Buford. You go on the road and you beat um, Seminole. And then your only loss is a just fugazi game against American Heritage right. that finished at like 1230 a.m. in the morning. You know what I mean? And yes. with 15, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Uh, delays. You you got to understand, if you're a high school football athlete, you'll yes. wake up at 6, 6.30 to go to school. Go to school, correct. And so when you're playing a football game that 12. ends wow. at 12.30 a.m., you've had pregame, you've had uh, post-pro-game warm-ups, you've had, you know, a full day of classes, you've been in and out of the locker rooms, uh, you might have done even a little calisthenics in the weight room, game day lifts. No telling what could have gone on. 
you travel to the game. You're on a bus for, you know, from Hollywood all the way up to Plantation. And then you, you get off the bus. You go into the locker room for, you know, pregame. You come out for the kickoff. Then you go back in for the rain delay. You come out. Then you go back in. You got to warm up again. Finally, the game ends at 1230 a.m. I'm not going to hold that against you. No. Nah. Because I've been – let me tell you something. I've been at a Little League game, uh, and I think it was – we were playing – a Super Bowl yeah. at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. I was coaching, as a matter of fact, because I was coaching. That was the last time I coached a Little League game because I said if if they don't understand that you can't have a football player out at 3 a.m. playing well, a game, it's unbelievable. Let, let I, me give you a fun fact, show you how, how long <laughs> I've been in the game. Right here at our beloved Blanche Healy, yes. uh, the host of today's Soul Bowl, I was here in 2012, uh-huh. Coach Buddy Jester Bailey, Scott Lake Vikings, uh, were playing uh, Jamal Gaines, Coach Maul, Fort Lauderdale Hurricanes at the 135-pound level, the big boys. Yes. And the game went until 1 a.m. Yes. in the Super Bowl. It was a yes. Super Bowl game. Yes. I was here, right here on this field. And, and so the, those type of games, and, and Coach Maul won that year. Uh, he had some players that you might uh, know about. He had uh, – um, we call him uh, Jay Dirt. Uh, he's His real name is uh, – Jonathan, he's at FAU uh-huh. right okay. now. He okay. went to St. Thomas Aquinas. Mm-hmm. That's where he graduated from. But those guys were in eighth grade. Right. And so those guys are like college seniors, seniors. right now. Okay. You know what I mean? That's how long that game has been. But that game and, and other youth games like it can go. My point is, when you rank people, Tony. Yes. Let's get into You that. have to understand the construction of what makes a good team. team. We're okay. not out for who's popular, who's this or whatever. And even your record. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and this is why I didn't like saying, you know, I, come on, man. You know I know Roger Harry. You know yes, I know yes, everybody. Yes. Coach Smith. You you know yes, him. Yes. You know him better than me, and I Correct. know him well. Yeah. It, but they're not the best team right now. They're not. Let's, this same Dillard team that's going to come in here today and go ham, had them on the ropes at home on Davey Boulevard. Listen, I told some people, and, and I'm going to tell you something, and, and, and I know it's hindsight, but I looked at that one play. And I analyzed that play down to where I analyzed it all morning. And that was the last one. Either you go for this and you win or you kick it and what happens, yeah. happens. Okay. But when I looked at that play, I and I don't know if people really realize, that play, there had to be a fake call. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. If you ever go back to that play, and I have it in my phone, I haven't, the end man. Pushed this guy and ran out into the route. He was twitchy. So when he pushed this guy and ran out into the route, that told me when they did the timeout, either coach said, okay, guys, and you're dealing with the eighth-grade kicker. So understand, and then you didn't put him in a great situation. Right. You put him in. Well, well, let's say this. Coach Tyler Tate, I know. I I love Tate to death. I love you. You're a great guy. You won three state championships. I love Tate to death. Not anything against Tate. But but listen, if you're going to go for it, Go for it. Go for it. Yes. Yes. Let, let, I mean, and, 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 and Tony, I don't know how to do anything, but keep it real. <laughs> In our community, we have never been special team stalwarts. Never. If you're going to fake a punt, fake it at Country Day, fake it at um, uh, yes. Matter Day out yes. in California, yes. fake it at uh, Oaks Christian, fake it at some place where everybody is uh, – the special teams is is buttoned up from top yes, to bottom. Yes, yes. Man, if you're gonna go for this thing, man, go for it. And this would and, and, and this is what I say. Okay, 
Me where I'm at. I'm on the road. You're on the road. You got to play to win. You got to play to win. In that situation, you've been driving the ball up and down the field on St. Thomas. I, I'm i like, darn, they killing. You're killing. What, what's the saying say? It, it, it's, it's old school football. On the road, you go for the what? You go, you for, go for the win. win. At you, home, you go for the top. top. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, they're coming out of timeout. They just ran to the to the right side of the field. Now, you put an eighth grade kicker. On the right side, at least line them up. Hey, worst come to worst, guys, drop in the middle so we can line it up. That was an easy kick. But when I looked at that, it almost was like they told the kicker in the holder. Now, if these guys are back, if that second tier level is back, kick it. Right. If they come up, go for the fake. Yeah. And what, what it appeared to me as if the kicker looked up and decided, they up. And see, that's and why they, I don't, they crept up on him. That's why and I that don't guy like went him. out in the flat. You're asking a guy whose job is to kick yes. the ball to be a quarterback. And, and I just think it's I think it's the, the, the worst thing you could possibly do. But let's let's talk about Dillard. Let, let's explain. So you lose that game, that's fine. You Correct. played well, you put St. Thomas on notice. But here's the problem with losing that game. You gotta pay them again, and now you've given them a manuscript. On, yeah. on everything yes. you're going to bring to the to table. table. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes. At some level, when you don't think you're going to win that game, you got to start pulling your, your your trump cards and putting them back in your deck because yeah. you're going to have to see these people again. Because the, But the, I felt like, Tony, and I don't know about you, Coach, I, I felt like they put everything out there and, and didn't come up with the win. Because, see, here's the problem when you see St. Thomas again. Man, they're incredibly well coached. Yes. Roger yes. Harriet, Twan Russell, yes. Nick Carroll, uh, Jason Taylor. Hello. Yeah. Hey, you think you yeah. think that these guys are not going to have this thing broken all the way down yeah. to yes. the max? That's yes. the problem with playing a St. Thomas. You get them, get them early on in the season. Because yes. when you see them again, it's, it's gonna be going to be yeah. – it won't be a shot. They, I'm not saying Coach Flowers isn't coaching that dealer. I'm not saying Tyler Tate isn't coaching. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-mm. I'm saying if I got a guy motivated like Jason Taylor who don't need the money, yes. who don't need the experience, and, and, and I'm go, that can just sit, <laughs> sit around, around and break down with his day. Hall of Fame room <laughs> and, and break you down all day and all night while yes. somebody else is on a 9-to-5, yes. and this is the guy I got to go in, and he got athletes. And he got guys on his defense yes. uh, that want to do some things. It's it's not a good it's not a good recipe. But at the end of the day, I know I'm at Ely, so I can talk about <laughs> Dylan a little bit. But I ain't gonna go too crazy because I'm still in Broward County, yeah. man. Hey, listen, but I like both of these listen. two teams, and I'm really in love with both of these head coaches, Tyler Tate and uh, Roger Harriet have been great to me. And you know, listen, even the coach here at, at Pompano, Mike Bailey, his first yes. year. He's got some things that, you know, he worked. I've been around with all these guys, yes. Tony. You know that. Yes, yes. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think South Florida is going to come up a little shorter than they have in the past with the championships. Jesuit being as good as they are, right. okay. Miami Northwestern, especially okay. if they got to go on the road. That's a trouble game in, in, in that 6A. They got to right. be concerned about that. 5A, I think it'll come down to Central and, and, and American Heritage. I like St. Thomas and Dillard to match up. You know, St. Thomas probably moving on, and, and, and in an 8A, I like the teams from up north. I, I don't, I don't think anybody uh, can put a stop to Vieira and what they're doing. Not Vieira, um, the team Venice, Venice. Uh, that Cardinal. Now, now, see, that's a perfect example of what makes South Florida strong. This Venice team, Venice. we had at the top of our rankings, 
best team in the state, and then Cardinal Gibbons, who lose to St. Thomas, Thomas. Yes. go over there and wipe them wipe out, them out. Yes. at home. Yes. yes. You get what I'm saying? That's and so when people get to talking with Brandon, why are you guys so South Florida centric? It's because you live down there. It's no, <laughs> I don't. It don't matter where you live. Look right. at the results. Let let the let the results speak. And when, when we when they say, "Hey, man, why should we have the state championship in South Florida to save the, the whole, whole state, state time, time. Yeah. and money?" It's coming we go, out of listen, South Florida anyway. We go out to South. We go up to Tallahassee. Take most of the championships. Yes. We got to spend money to go seven hours. Okay. Why Correct. shouldn't we sleep in our bed for a time? We've been winning all. We have, I, I would venture to say, without even looking, we have 75% of the championships in the last three to four years. 75%. It's not even close, man. They'll grab one A, which no South Florida uh, contender. Matter of fact, two years ago, when every when South Florida swept it, Pahokee was a kick. They were a pick six away from. If they just burn the clock, Pahokee gets the one A championship, and we we wipe it clean from Palm Beach down to Florida City. And, and, and it's like, oh, Brandon, you such a South Florida guy. First of all, you got to know I'm not even from, <laughs> from South, South Florida. Florida. Yes, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. So I now I know you don't know and speak facts because you paint me as a guy. My mother is from, from South, South Florida. Florida. She, she hey, Stranahan class of 68. Yes. She went to Dillard uh, freshman in South I got South Florida roots. I got Soul Bowl Dillard roots. The original Soul Bowl, so, the, the beginning. Pre-integration. People don't, don't want to talk about that. You know what I mean? My yeah. mother is black history in Broward County. I don't have to pretend about my roots. But at the end of the day, Tony, it's about X's and O's, and it's about wins and losses. And I'm telling you, this even this Jesuit team that knocked Saint Thomas off on a little fluky game, you know, Saint uh, Hankerson go, go play, over wait, there. Wait, 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 do you go play? That no, game? no. Do you go play no, that game? No, that late? No. And listen, listen. Just to take a game. Li- listen, I love Twan. I love Roger. I love everybody at Saint Thomas. I love you guys. I don't understand that game. I'm telling you, how do you take that game that late? And I would have never took that listen, game that late. You should have, let me be selfish and ridiculous at the same time. <laughs> you should have thought about Brandon O'Doy when you scheduled that game because now I got to defend why I still have you ranked right. so high and you lost to a team called Tampa Jesuits. Jesuit. Let yep. me tell you something. Tampa Jesuits' best team was two to three years ago. Mm-hmm. When they had the Kelly kid and they sent two to three guys or four or five guys to power five. That team didn't even get to the state championship. Remember this kid that's running at Florida now, the running back? He can't listen. He was so vaunted, top running back in the state. He got over there and plantation, uh, American Heritage Plantation got Uh on that field. He couldn't even crack a hundred, Tony. He couldn't get a dollar bill. And and I'm telling you, man, (laughs) like I love the hype you guys bring. Yes. From 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 Panama City all the way down uh, to Fort Fort Pierce and, and all that stuff y'all talk, but if you can't walk it like you talk it against St. Thomas Aquinas, Chaminade, American Heritage, Miami Central, Miami Northwestern, Columbus, Deerfield, and our top teams, I don't want to hear it. Now, Brandon, I don't want to hear it. And people look at, and this is what's going to segue me into. When we say top teams, I looked at this ranking, this other ranking system. I'm wondering, how do you keep putting a school that does not compete for a state championship here in the state of Florida? Why do you waste your time putting them? And this is, they put IMG 
at the top of their rankings. Why do you? You can't you can't fool with IMG in the state of Florida right, at all. Right. You it's can't fool with them. We don't even rank them. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Why do you rank them? And every time the guys you turn are around, from another they, state. they rank them at number one. No. You, you, if they're not playing, Listen. I feel, in a state championship here in the state of Florida, Listen. they shouldn't be ranked. IMG will tell you they shouldn't be ranked. IMG is, is looked at in the national rankings for max preps. Yes. That's where they're considered. They're considered a national t- They just happen to be housed yes, in, in the state of Florida. Yes. And, and, and comparing them and, and looking at them in consideration of other Florida teams, man, that's the thing you don't understand. Correct. These rosters that we have are comprised from people who go to bed and, and wake up at night <laughs> and are born uh, in, in Dave Broward and Palm Beach. Beach County. Correct. You know what I'm saying? St. Thomas, every blue moon will get a kid to come from somewhere. That's one kid. Yes. Two kids tops. Not, not 50. And, they, <laughs> that's, and, and then, Tony, let's, let's talk about how they start breeding them at these seven-on-sevens that they host. Yes. Man, the re, with the re, listen, with the resources, this is my thing to IMG and anybody that loves IMG. And I know Don's a lot. I know those guys over there. How did they even lose a game? That's what I'm saying. Listen, I was I done went over there three weekends in a row How did they to lose? watch them play, and it's unbelievable. Listen, I like what they do because I'm going to tell you something. And, and J.J. McCarthy, who, who's at Michigan now, who's been on the hotbed platform, we had him in eighth grade when he was down at the U with me and Mark Rick in my camp. We had him in ninth grade when he was at my national uh, high school showcase in Atlanta, Georgia, as a freshman. He needed to go to IMG. Yes. You know why? Because when he was at uh, – uh, the school he uh, came up in in suburban Chicago, he was never put in that fire. In fire, okay. He was never put in that fire at the school he went to. He needed to go and be challenged. And then when he went down there, his body transformed. He got the best of calisthenics. He got the best of recovery. He got the best of weight and speed training. And so now mm-hmm. they bring him in. Michigan bring him in when they want to run the ball. Oh. When I tell you this in eighth grade, in ninth grade, JJ McCarthy couldn't run. That's the reason he told. He he stunk up the place in my ninth grade game. <laughs> he couldn't get out of the pocket. And now, as you said, when I, I went over there because they got a, one of the top their their performance center is unbelievable over there on that university. So, I, I so everything and, and has a place, but let, let's break these teams down. Break them down. Let's, hold on, hold on. Before we break it down, we're going to come to commercial break, and then we're going to bring my, <laughs> I like my main man, Low White. Stay tuned on the other side <laughs> as we get hot beds top ranking. My only ranking that I follow when it comes to understanding the dynamics of how teams should be ranked and not just taking, because I like a person, I keep continuing to rank that team despite me liking you if your team is not holding the court or holding to a certain standard i still can't give you that love stay tuned as we come back on the back side of this commercial break and i'm bringing back also my main man lorenzo white michigan state he's feeling good because guess what it's possibly playoff time for michigan state it's been a while stay tuned as we bring him in and let him charm on how his team at both levels, high school and college. We're back here live at the Soul Bowl at Ely High School. Listen, this game was supposed to be played at uh, whew, a stadium that they just built here. That's unbelievable. But they took it back to Ely High School. That way we can – I love these type of games being played actually yeah, on their own location. Yeah. It makes it better when you move these games. And, you know, wow. this game used to be played real big at Lockhart. That's when Dillard didn't have a – their own stadium, but then they came back. Dillard got their stadium. Now 
it brings these games back to the neighborhood. That's what this game is about. It is a neighborhood game. When you talk about this game, you cannot talk about the Dilla Panthers and my main man, Lorenzo White. When I say, listen, I grew up watching. I was playing at Broward Christian when he was over at Dilla, and we became close friends because my Uncle Mike and him used to hang out. And for me to be able to see Lorenzo White, there's two backs that I love that came out of Dilla that, that I hold at a high standard. There was Archie Jones and Lorenzo White. Those are the two backs when it comes to running backs. And Dillard has had a lot. But when you talk about Dillard Panthers and you talk about and, and Highland Hicks, because I played against Highland myself now. I played I played HH. I, I played the dude. Now the dude was a was a beast. He was a beast of a man. But I'm talking about guys that I didn't play against. Highland was my boy. Me and Highland, because we went back and forth. But I'm talking about two guys that I I admired and watched. Low White is joining the show, man. What's going on? Low, listen. Oh, oh, you get into Michigan State. I know that. I know you want to eat us up with this Michigan State thing. But we're gonna still stay on this high school thing for a little bit with Brandon. Brandon, give us some of your rankings. Start from. Let's go from. I guess we'll start from the top. Let's start from the top. Yeah. So starting from the top, like I said, we still had Tampa Jesuit um, ranked high. Just just because of, you know, what they've done, 8-0, and, um, and, and their best win is a, a close win over St. Thomas, 24-21. St. Thomas still doing their thing at yes. number two. You know, you can't penalize them that much. You know, the only loss that they had, and this is because of what happened, you know, with Venice. Correct. You know, it's a situation with uh, with them losing the Cardinal Givens. We had Venice 8-0 ranked at the top, but we had to shuffle that around. Shamanat Madonna, number three, right behind St. Thomas. Okay. We talked about that loss against American Heritage. You know, I, I man, I don't. You know, they <laughs> lost, so you got to penalize yes. them. Yes. But, you know, a lot of people say whoever they really played. Well, you beat a good Gulliver team who, who's going to go toe-to-toe with Gibbons in 4A. We talked about Buford. We talked about Seminole. So, at the end of the day, this is a team that, you know, has that pedigree. We have Venice at number four. Okay. You know, they beat Coco. They beat um, everybody but Cardinal Gibbons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who is not a bad team? Yeah, they lost to St. Thomas, but a lot of people did. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, Venice is number four. Miami Central at five. They lost two games, and everybody wrote them off. But all their games that they lost to National Power. They lost to Bishop yes. Gorman and, and didn't lose by much over in Naples. And then they lost. They went out in California, a week zero game. Nobody likes to play against St. John Bosco out yes. in Southern California, the L.A. area. Those are the only two losses. They just blew Miami Northwestern out of the water. water. <laughs> you know, the game was yes. a running clock in the third. Yes. When the last time Come that happened? That it happen. got very yes. personal down there in Dade County. I was there. Cardinal Gibbons at 6-6-2. Six, six Again, you only lose to St. Thomas, uh, and then they had, you know, some other slip-ups. Coco is a team nobody's talking about in 4A. I know everybody got these aspirations for Gibbons and for Gulliver, but what about Coco? Coco Don't forget, Ryan Schneider, our boy, yes, yes, is yes. up there with the St. Thomas formula. Oh, no. yes, you know what I mean? Yes, Doing yes. his thing. He's a South Florida guy. guy. You know, Plantation right. High School. Yes. Remember him and Kevin Burke? You know, this thing, you know, he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. up there. He got a few dogs. Treasure Coast, Eaton James, you know what I'm saying? Edwin uh-huh. James, 
son, he's up there. Listen, Ballin'. we played in my school, Surge Academy, my all-boys Christian school. We went up there, played them, man. You know, and after I collected that check, they went out there and he ran all over. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, yeah, you ain't gonna. You ain't gonna break no records tonight <laughs> on me without. <laughs> hey, you, without you, paying me first. You, without paying I, me. I, I tell my, my check. team. I tell my team. Don't get off the band until you see a smile go on my until face. Until you see that don't smile. Don't even. Let <laughs> me guess what? Because if he gonna run, if he gonna run for the world on us, <laughs> we gonna pay some bills. Yeah. Uh, so we got them at number eight. Number nine is Stanford Seminole. Stanford Seminole. Okay. So you know that's the team that you know. Did they thing last year? They won the state championship in 8A. Number 10 is Gulliver, man. This is a good team, man. A lot of people are not paying them the attention that they deserve, and they've just been continuing to do their thing. And so we got uh, – that's our top 10. We don't have to go into all the details, but listen, man, with these ranking systems, and I've seen these guys. These guys have been doing whatever they want to do. Let's talk about it, Tony. Sometimes these guys' dads – Yes. Slide some things under the table. table. Hey, yeah. man. Yeah. Rank, rank my son. Write write an article on my son. Do this. Do that. Talk. Everybody know Brandon O'Doy. He he. he it man, is what it is. You get what this, you got. That's you how I got to earn. this point. That's how I got to this point. You know what I mean? We didn't get to this point, like you said, Coach, uh, by putting who they said was top top yes. at the list. Man, I got a reputation to uphold. Let him get out there in them trenches. And if he stand up in the paint, I'll right. rank him high. Yes. If he ain't real, just just like with St. Thomas. Yes. It's hard for me to rank them below. But listen, if Did they it? go out there and lay an egg, egg. against Dillard that second time around, hey, hey. Dillard is Dillard, better than St. Thomas. It, it, it is what it is. And when you're talking about Dillard, hello, man, what's going on? How, how's it been, man? Oh, been on the road, traveling a little bit. And um, just like you said, I'm proud of him. Uh, I'm in a good situation in high school and college right now. Okay, now we talk about Michigan State because I know that's where you want to jump at real quick because I can feel it. It's like you're anxious, probably ready to get back to Lansing right now today, but you got to watch the Sobo. Listen, what is it like? What is it? What is the excitement like in, in East Lansing right now? Man, it's on fire up there right now. And um, I think, you know, with the coach Mel Tucker coming in and uh, with the portal, mm-hmm. um, he showed that, you know, getting all those players. And like I said, you never know what you're going to get. Um, you go back to those close games he was losing last year. And now it's just a whole different, we got a whole different team. So I just think, you know, what he's putting into the kids, what he's pouring in, and I'm telling you, they practice, man. Intense. I mean, it's very intense, you know. So low down. They play Michigan. That's a big game, always been a big game for you guys. You guys beat Michigan. What is it like in that stadium when you guys beat Michigan? Man, I, I, we, had, we were interviewing me, and I told him, I said, I haven't heard that stadium like that since 1987. Uh, we were ready to go to the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, correct. And, I mean, the way that they, you know, jumped on the field and this and that, but the stadium was, they built it a little bit different. Now you can't jump. <laughs> I can't jump in you now. Jump yes, you yes, yes. You're going to hurt yourself. So, so right now, they got that out to hold you back. So, I just, you know, just to wear a rough, but, you know, being down, I guess, mm-hmm. 13 or 14 points, you know, coming back. Um, but that's just how Michigan State played. You look at Nebraska, um, a game like that, 
and playing close, we get down, they find a way to come back and win. And same thing with Indiana, touchdown away. But, you know, <laughs> going to Rutgers, a team that scores, uh, get 500 yards in um, total offense, that's right. supposed to be a winning team. Yes. But they found, found a, way a way to win. To come over. So that's how you measure a team. You know, teams, good teams, and you know that—that's what I look at with that team. Now they're looking, being that you guys play Purdue, they're looking for a, a possible letdown by Michigan State when you're playing a good Purdue defense. Do you see, with the hype that you left, do you see this team as possibly understanding? Hey, we got an opportunity here. We're ranked now with the possibility that we could be in this playoff hunt. Do you see them as letting, or do you see the coaches letting them have a letdown against this Purdue team? I really think this game is harder than the Michigan game. But I, you, you say that, but why do the kids believe that? Well, I just think it comes down to the leader, which is the coach. Correct. And I think you know the things that he's been instilling in the team. Uh-huh. That's why we've been. That's why we've been prevailing anyway. And with the wins, I mean, you get down, you find a way to come back and do what you have to do to get that win. So that part shows us, you know, hey, he's been doing a good job, and his whole thing is not letting up. Keep chopping. Keep chopping. And you say keep chopping. It brings me back to your your high school team that's continually to keep chopping. You guys, you started rising, and and you started with the coach, late coach, Eddie Frazier. Yes. Eddie had been elevated, got that back to that yes. elevation level that Dillard was known to have and the reputation that they was known to have. All of a sudden, uh, Eddie passes. Yes. What was what was the, the the Dillard faithful thinking at that time? Did they feel like, oh, here we go again, and that the kids would scatter everywhere? Or would they be able to find someone that can galvanize this team and keep it together and continue what Coach Frazier stopped? Well, I'm going to go back a little bit, Tony, into mm-hmm. like the year before he got there. Uh-huh. Um, we had a, a class that we finally got a chance to see graduate. Like I would say guys not transferring, going to different Correct, schools. correct. But or not same, going the same time. Thomas, yeah, 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 be real. Let's be now, real. Now, yeah, hey, yeah. listen, he Come didn't want to say the word. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. didn't want to say the word. Say I'm Thomas. Saying, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say exactly what you guys say. You can say the teens. Yeah. We had other players go to other schools, the yes. fields, and not just that. That's why I'm saying it's multiple schools. And this is what's been the problem with Dylan. Everybody talk about it really hasn't been the coach. I think it's more of the parents. But now tell me this. And does this bother – it would bother me as a person if I was at Dillard and that, and if I was at Ely. Two schools that was known in their history of success as powerhouse schools. You have someone like yourself that has a child. Do we see those alums sending their kids other places and letting their kids uh, flourish – if they was to leave their kids at their institutions, the schools that they went to, that success that they had as parents there will continue on. Do you see that as being a problem also? And how you know, do you guys address that? 
that's why we're talking about the soul bowl. Correct. This is what we're talking about going back. Correct. If you bleed your school, and yes. I'm going to say these two schools, Dylan and Ely, what I know, my son that I had would never go to another school but yeah. Dillard High School. Yeah. Okay, if you bleed blue and gray and that's what you mean, then yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, that's that's what it is. And and if you're uh if you're a tiger and you orange and green, then that's what it is. Yeah. They're gonna go all this trans this transfer portal, I mean well this trans everybody like, jumping ship going yeah. here yeah, to make yeah. this team. Let's let's face it. On a skill level, all our teams I mean all our on a skill level, all our teams can compete. Dillard and the Eagles can compete. But they're taking our big guys. That's why we can't be. Yeah, yeah. They're taking the trench guys. Now, but you guys, now, the, the game that Dillard and St. Thomas played, and I guess it goes, now it goes back to those alum, those two parents of Mortimer and Najalee Kelly. Those what you consider die-hard Dillard Panthers, regardless of how much success both of those kids had their parents said you will do it at Dillard. And when they played St. Thomas, technically to me, those were the best two athletes on the field. Bar none. And, that, and, and St. Thomas saw it when Najalik went out for that one play. You could see kind of the letdown in Dillard a little bit to where they was able to capitalize on some plays. Once Najalik came back in, it neutralized a lot and 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 Mortimer. I mean, Listen, if I, he go to I Florida State, they will compare him. I guarantee you I to a Peter Warwick. Yeah. They will compare that yes. kid to Peter Warwick. Yes, hands down. Yes, hands down. And this comes. I agree with the way you got to believe in your program within. I think, and and I'm saying it from a standpoint of looking at it from yeah. the outside. I think that's where the dynamics shift. With these programs, I remember when 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 the late Tyrone Moss was here, and I was training Tyrone, and St. Thomas was trying to code him at that time, and his daddy was wondering, should he go? I said, what What do you need him for? What do you need What do you need to go to a St. Thomas for? You have everything. Everything that they could give you, you have it. You just got to elevate your team, and that was in his that was going in his sophomore year. You're wow. talking about a guy that was two thousand yard rusher. And so those guys, those parents, this, these communities got to stay within themselves. They, we got to keep our kids. But before you get off that point, right, everything that you said about Tyrone Moss, right? Yes. Think about Ely at that time. Yeah. Look at. But you didn't. But look at, look at, look at. They didn't at leave. All the, all the players that they right. have and where did those players go? Yeah, How many Division leave. One players left that team? But guess what? That's what we're talking about. Those are the. Oh, we switched into either. this dynamic, and I think it played out in basketball to where we got to go build a super team. Yes. Back in our day, uh-uh, I wanted to play that. against you. Yeah. I wanted to play against you. I don't want to go and well, go into the championship team, which well, I want to go and play against the you. The elite basketball players that, that they grow up in that community, they're not trying to go nowhere else. But and that's they would what I'm saying. Go, but they that, would never go to St. Thomas. That's what they I'm would saying. never go to Shawnee. Those yeah. parents never. understand those, di- they understand the those dynamics. They would never they do understand that. it. That's they what understand that, That's what they die hard, and that's what, when you go by these backyard broads, that's what they were. That's what this is. Then. And that's why this is so big. And that's why this is so big, and we is important. 
for them to have a day, a celebration leading up to the game for that for both teams. Listen at the two coaches' names that pretty much put this game into action. The late you talking about Coach Otis Gray, you talking about Coach Russell. These are two guys, they were roommates in college and came back and decided, hey, let's put this game together. Yeah, yeah. Two historical black community schools. Let's put them together. Let's merge this together and take, and, and, and take it back in 1976. Take it back. Let's, let's play this game. Take it back. Yeah. Uh, and, and now, in 1983, I guess that's when they really coined it as what it is now, the Soul Bowl. My year. Listen, I, I'm telling you, I, I went to St. Thomas, but when this game was played, because I love that it was played on the opposite day. Listen. Of, of of any other high school game. You can't play it during the normal I, listen, day. Back I wanted days. to make sure that I was there. I used to tell hey, listen, man, I used to tell, I used to tell Coach Miller, hey, listen, man, you know, we can't have no late practice because I'm uh, going to the Soul Bowl, bro. Yes. I, I, I got to go. And, and like I say, the only – and I was – because I was supposed to go to St. To Dilla. To Dilla, yeah. I remember I, when, when, when Coach Miller pissed me off, and I say it to this day, <laughs> Coach Miller pissed Yo, me yeah. off. I went and knocked on Coach Gray off his door. Hey, Coach. What you doing over here? That was like what? What you doing over here, Coach? Man, you know I, I think I want uh-uh. to transfer. And not and, and not knowing him and Coach Smith relationship right. were like this. And a lot of times kids don't know the re- relationships. Of them. I'm sitting. Remember that's because of me and Mike. Yes, yes. I'm sitting in his because office like this. Yeah, I'm sitting in his office, and all of a sudden, guess what he yeah, does? Yeah. He sits back. Coach Gray sits back in his chair, picks up his phone. Hey George, what's going on? I got Tony in my office, so I'm looking like I know you ain't just do yes. this to me. Yes. <laughs> he said, "Listen, we don't, we don't cross, they we did. don't cross they each did. other like they that. Did that We're not gonna do they it. Had did that so it, it's it's a no no." And and it he sent me he said, "Listen, you can go anywhere you want, but you can't come to do it." Yeah, that's, that's on, the respect that that's he the respect had that they because had. at the end of like my senior year, right? And I tell everybody that's why you know between. Me and Michael Irvin because we were so tight and yes. you know and what the things that we did. So, Coach Smith found out and with the colleges talking, man, what about this? Uh, what do you think about this Lorenzo White kid, right? Coach Smith told him I said he the real deal, right? Yeah. And so, Coach Smith, I'm laying in the bed one day. Coach Smith called my tell Mike to call my house, <laughs> right? And as soon as he called my house, he was like. Man, what are you doing? I mean, the day's almost over. You're still in the bed. This is how he talked to me, right? So before that, whatever had happened between Coach Smith and Coach Gray, at that point, this is where the mending of it was. He was like, you know, Otis, he called Coach Gray. He was like, "Um, I want you to come over. I'll wait room, you know, come over and get weights, and you come work out with Mike. I'm going to call Otis, and I'll talk to Otis myself. I got his number. I'll call him and talk to him. They bridged their little gap or whatever they had. And, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always thankful for uh, Coach George Smith, you know. So, and it showed, let me show you the love that these two, those two programs had. I had never, never knew when that game started playing. They had, when Dylan and St. Thomas played, they bought those two. The first original team to play, they bought them there. Yeah. They bought him there. Guys, listen, we got to go to a commercial break, and I got to come back with Mr. Johnson. I know he is the principal of Ely High School. He's elevated this high school when it comes to academics, and he's getting this thing moving in the way it needs to go 
when it comes to athletics, he is pushing the bar. He's elevating this program in this community, and he has his pulse on the community. Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show as we come back with who? Dr. Johnson. Listen, if only I go to commercial break, guys, listen, I, I see him all on the show, on, 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 on Nova's thing. I'm like, look at Johnson. Well, I tell you that, my dude, he's out there hanging out. Listen, stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show. We're coming back with the main man, Dr. Carlton Johnson. The head coach, head, I call him the head coach because he's August State. When you talk to coaches, you know, they call him a principal. He's the head coach because he's run. He has to deal with so many things just as a coach. And he is a coach because, you know, he might not tell you. He's a coach anyway. <laughs> Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show. We're live here at Ely High School, the Soul Bowl. When it comes to Soul Bowl, there's not a bigger bowl in the country when it comes to two predominantly black institutions within a black community that has led to the success of so many when it comes to football, not only football, and we, we tend to wrap this game around football, but we got to know there's a lot of young men that are leading these communities that have come out of both of these institutions. But listen, when it comes to leading a institution you could not go and I got to I've been been with them for a while me and him been rubbing elbows for a oh, while yeah, and watch what he's done and has admired uh what he's done here especially here in Pompano Beach exit 36 as they call it and watch him elevate this institution to heights that are unbelievable when it comes to academics throughout the nation welcome to the show Dr. Johnson Thank you, Tony. What's going thank on, you. man? Hey, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for showing up. I, you know, yes, I'll tell man. you something. Uh, nobody really knows how rich the both communities are. Yes, yes, and, yes. And Miss Cassandra Robinson and I are the only two principals in Broward County history who've ever been to both locations. Yes, yes, that, that's right. Because remember, she, she used to both, be, we were both, yes, here, both together. here together. You yes. didn't leave Blanchelli. So the same thing we talk, talk about, about in football, football yes. you don't leave yes. Blanchelli and go be a principal at, at Dillard. Dillard you don't leave Dillard and go be a principal at Blanchelli. Now, how does, like you say, how does that dynamic, like I said, because, you know, you was an intern, you was, I was the intern, intern principal, principal at, at Dillard, Dillard. Right. and now you come back. How was you, what was it like when you came back to Ely, but they knew you was coming for Dillard. How did the community well, open you know, up? They, 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 first of all, the Dillard say, uh, the, the Blanche Ely High School community say, listen, don't you bring no antics from the Panthers back to the green and the orange and green. So, you know, but I, I was the intern principal at Blanche Ely in 2003, 2004. Miss Robinson and I was both here. Right. Uh, I, you know, I knew this was my first impulse coming out of Dade County. I came to Blanche Ely. I was familiar with the Northwesterns, the Edisons, the Jacksons, the, uh, the Miami Central. And when I got here, I just felt embraced. This right. community here, this community has dynamics that, both communities, they have dynamics that you can walk down the street as a principal because you're like a pastor. Correct. They, correct. They, your respect level, I didn't have no idea the spec, yes. respect level was that yes, great. Yes, yes. So I'm walking around, I'm driving a golf cart down up and down the street, <laughs> all the guys, and I got my yes. friend brother here right now to say, hey, yes. doc, how you doing, man? Yes. How things are going? So I felt like at home. When I was at Dillard, I felt like I was at home. I felt like that we're tired of having a turnover and, and urban leadership yes, yes. that may not fit the, dem the demographics of the community or either support the community. Correct. But let's just go into these schools and do the right thing. So what I did, Tony, I began to start orchestrating what family and relationships were about. Okay. Oh, if, okay. If the 
Fort Lauderdale community can embrace me as administrator. Right. And the Blair Chili Pompano can embrace me as administrator. Cassandra and I are saying, guess what, Johnson? We got the best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. I can Correct. go to I can go to Sit Strong and hang out. Yeah. And I can go yeah. to Sixth Street and hang yes. out. Yes, yes. Because our communities are so rich. Competitive now. Competitive. Competitive. You got to win. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to win. Yeah. But you know, I, I came and Cassandra and I came and we said, guess what, Johnson? Uh, she said, I'll never forget it. And she's my dear friend. I love her dearly. She said, Johnson, we're going to do something at Blantilly and Dillard that no other principal in this county has ever done. And I'm so proud to say and thank God that Dillard was an A school at the same time Blantilly was an A and school. And that's amazing. And we was the first urban, hey, urban high school. That was an A-rated between Dave Broward and Palm Beach. And, that, and, when, when, and people got to understand, when, when you talk about an A-rated school throughout the nation, especially when people talked about these institutions, they, they always talked athletics. Always. Always. Academics was the second tier that we looked at. But now when you talk about both of these institutions, you talk about the academics. Oh, yes, with over success. 90% graduation rate. And then, wow. you, then you go and you look in, and, and Cassandra and I collaborate a lot. We talk yes. a lot. And I said, you know, saying if we do this thing together, we've, we've empowered our community. Yes, correct. Because I learned something. When you're speaking to districts across this country and you're talking about athletics, right. you may get between 20 to 30-minute conversations. Conversations, correct. But when you got academics Limits. to go along with, with it, it, oh, they ain't going to stop you from talking. Yeah, they, they, they want to hear everything see, you did. Yes, How did you put that, the yes. two together? How do you merge those two? Absolutely. Because Absolutely. in so many cases, our institutions, these both institutions, has been predominantly sports driven. Yes, sports driven. Been sports driven. So a lot of parents have said to themselves, well, you know, I, I still want that academic level. Right. So they might have disappeared to other places. But now you're at two institutions that has the academics to match athletics so now you're really but, getting that truly but that's doing that but tony what what i admire i admire being an intern at dillard high school and i saw you as a community activist yes and people didn't understand the dynamics of tony sand that football just walked into his life it didn't happen yeah. that way correct tony sands would come to dillard high school in the morning at seven o'clock and the next time i see him it will be 2 30 but he's out at communities he was the community liaison working with kids and families to make yes. sure that they can parallel the yes. two yes. academics and athletics. And also, Tony, I, I commend you for not only doing that, but understanding the hardship yes. of the psychological challenge in the home of our children. So to see you take these young men and have your program and, and mold them into yes. productive citizens in society with an, with an athletic background. Yes. Hey, man, my, my you know. Let's go you, out to you, man. Thank you, man. I, and, 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 and that's what made me write the book that I, my book I just I had just released um, because I wanted to let people know that there is a side to this that if we does not, if we do not get a hold of it, it has been to the detriment of so many of our young men Absolutely. and women. And it was the mental health aspect of this thing that has taken to the forefront um, of it because this game won't be. They won't play this all their lives. Right, right. And, if, and that's where that academic and that that mentorship, that 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 father figure that you have been right. at this institution yeah. to so many yeah. young women and young men because yeah. they don't have it at their homes. So. Tony, Tony, when you look at statistical data, you look at 72 percent of African-American children across this country leave the home of a single parent. Wow. Yes. That means only 28 percent of African-American children have both parents in the home. 
Lanchilly High School, Dillard High School numbers may be 61 to 62 percent of our children leaving the home of a single parent. And all my days in public education, I've been here 15 years as the principal. Majority of my parent conferences are with females. Yes. It's, it's, yes. We yes. got to get back out there. Yeah. I'm, I hear, and here's a calling for the African-American males to become leaders in our communities and come back into the public education sector and understand how to build a platform of higher learning and higher achievement. Because I got to be honest with you, we're not out there. Correct. And so my work, and I, I, when I speak with my students here, I say, well, there's no excuse for behavior saying, well, my dad is not in my life. You got Correct. me. Yeah, you That's got me it. ten hours a day. You you got me ten Same hours thing, a day. Same thing, Tony. You do to those yes. young men yes. <laughs> that you know that you train. Yes, it's no excuse to make a mistake because you got me ten hours, 10 hours a day. A day. And, and I'm gonna talk to you, and I'm gonna make sure you're okay. I mean, rich historical institutions. We had to walk into these buildings. I heard you talking about Otis Gray. I had a chance to meet him when I was yes. an intern at Dillard. A great man that that was a very soft-spoken man. Yes. When it comes to the principles of understanding who you are as a person, one-on-one, but a very respected man with his presence on the field. Yes. Same thing with Mr. Russell. Yes. Things that they did for our communities was unmeasurable. They sacrificed their integrity. They sacrificed their lives. They sacrificed everything to make sure the door was open for one of our kids. I'm so pleased to come off a pandemic to host the Soul Bowl right after a pandemic. And that's that's something. I, that is huge. That's something. I mean, I, I I'm so excited. The superintendent was in the <laughs> in the parade walking with the students that's today. Up, hey, I mean, not she did not show up. Doctor Vicky Cartwright did not show up and say, "I got 30 minutes left. I'm going to be yes, in the parade." She got up. off the golf cart. Miss Miss Robinson and I. She handed candy out. She personalized her presence as the superintendent. That's someone that we need yes. to support or, where we're going. Yes. I, and I, not I not for one community, but, all communities. Uh, all communities. Not for one child, all, all child. Yep. I was able to experience that. My previous superintendent, I, I, I have to say because I think Mr. Runcy had set the platform up of visibility right. among superintendents. Just like they say, a, a principal is not doing well if you're sitting up in the office, office and the kids yes. don't know you. <laughs> Yes. Well, Mr. Runcy was out there everywhere. Out there. Yes. And I think that has set a, a platform for superintendents to go down the road. Yes. That's going to get out there about the community. You see, go ahead. I had never seen that many superintendents out at events. Right. I had never they seen had all of them. Mr. Runcy, yes, he's out at all the events. They, they, and, and it's not that I'm here for 30 minutes. They are enjoying the moment. Yes. And you can't ask for anything. You know, Dr. Cartwright did tell me that, you know, I gave her a shirt with bland chili tone, and uh, you know, <laughs> she did say that you know I'm gonna have to have some blue jeans Jeez. on and, and hey, go with this blue I got and gray. Kind of I got to fix up. this thing up now because I still got to show up to Dillard, Doctor Johnson. Hey, listen, but, what we gotta do to it? What we gotta do to the next time? We gotta we got a shirt down the middle. Yeah, we gotta get a shirt down the middle. The color, yeah, ninety nine with orange and green on one side and blue and gray on the other side to make her feel comfortable because she do got to go back on that other campus. Absolutely, and so forth. And this thing again. Listen, oh no, she was over there. She wearing an Ely shirt, And see, this how this thing gets, man. This how big these two communities are. When and and a lot of people don't realize, even in these communities, I look across the landscape of how they are made up. And the people that make them up. Uh, I'm one of the kids that came out of these communities. I've been able, I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, right. but I was embraced and accepted right. in the city of Pompano. 
I started my business technically in the city of yeah. Pompano. Pompano opened up their arms to me. All the athletes that came out of that I still communicate with right. now uh, on the on level away from football. They may call me if they're dealing with some with their marriage, if they're dealing with right. some with their kids. Absolutely. Hey, hey, coach, what's this? Because a coach, to me, a coach and a principal wears so many Same hats. They're, I mean, they, they're a father, they're, they're an educator, they're a counselor, you name it. They wear it, and they got to embrace it. Some people don't embrace right. that right. position. Right. They think they're bigger than the position, right. and that's where it comes into where you can't reach everybody that you need to reach from a landscape standpoint. Well, you know, we get, I, I heard you all talking about earlier about the St. Thomas's and uh, the Blanchilly, the Dillards, the Deerfield. Yes. You know, what, what What has to happen here? And, and, and credit out to all coaches. Correct. And one of the biggest credit out to, when you talk about George Smith, you just have to give credit what credit is due. Yes. Okay. Because when I was at Miami Beach and I coached Samari, Dwayne Stocks, Terry mm-hmm. Cousin, Chad Johnson. Bobby Bowen came there and he ate at the houses. And when he yes, said, Carlton, yes. I need Samari Rowe. Yes. And I was the secondary <laughs> coach. But we, when Bobby went to the to those urban homes and ate those collard greens and sit down, <laughs> you can't get mad with St. Thomas. No. What we have to do, if you got a, a system and an organization to raise the bar, it's telling you that you need to raise your you bar. Raise your bar. You got to raise that's that. all it is. And that's what I tell you. You got to get more kids in, in colleges and universities. Yes. yes. You get, as coaches, you got to go to coaching clinics. You got to be, stay relevant. Yes. You got to get out there and make sure that it's not about you. It's about the kids. kids. Yes. So, you know, when I look at things like that, I look at the promises that were made in the homes of our children. Yes. That the father's absence victimized the female parents. Correct. And those kids. We're not able to have a successful pathway to college. So I want to say this, you know, Tony Sands, when I look at you authentically and transparently changing the minds of young men, you need to help these coaches understand the promises that are made. made. Yes. Once you make a promise to me about my child, child. and I hand my child over, over to, to you, you, you yes. are responsible, responsible for, for my, my child. child. You're responsible for race. And I'm going to tell you something. That was the reason why, and people didn't realize, because I was coaching at the college level before I moved back to right. South Florida. And I would go into people's homes, and I sit before a parent, and I say, when your child gets to this university, I'm going to look after your child. I'm going to make sure that your child is well taken care of. Well, sometimes when you get back on that college campus, you also got to deal with the head coach, and you got to deal with people. And some of the things that were going on, I just couldn't take within myself and sleep right. Maybe. So I told myself I I couldn't find myself lying to parents about what I'm going to do for their child and I know I'm not going to follow through because at that time I'm I'm dealing with that because I, I you know hey listen I'm real and if I if I'm a real guy mm-hmm. it's going to show. I it, fake is not going to be within it. So I had told my I walked into my co- head coach's office at the time when I was coaching running backs and I told I said listen I can't coach this. And he was like, what are you talking about, man? You're you, you great at it. I say, not the on-the-field stuff that I'm dealing with. It's the playing head games with young people. Because I can easily uplift the kid or I can destroy a kid by Amen. something that I do to him in my actions. And so I told him, I said, I gotta, I'm going to move it. That's when I transitioned over into the weight room. Because in the weight room, it's a little different. Right. 
than, than, than coaching on the field. So I went into the weight room, and at that point, I remember my first two guys were Dana Stubberfield and Gilbert Brown. Dana got drafted in the first round of San Francisco. Gilbert went in the second round of Green Bay. And when I said to myself, I said, darn, I got these guys drafted this high. Heck, I can take this thing on the road. But, Tony, see, here's my thing. This is what I require of you and ask of you. How can you teach the urban culture, the urban culture of coaching? Yes. Not to walk in the home of a parent. Correct. And show them a state tournament, state ring, and show them this is what your child going to do. He needs to walk in that home and show how many universities and college and coaches that he can pick up the that phone and call. And call at a, at a drop of a and dime. Get, and a drop yes. of a dime to get yes. those kids. Yes. Yes. And that's been our downfall. Yes. And. And 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 as I told and as I because I rather for you to lose a state championship with fifteen students, fifteen athletes going to college, college. Yep. than to win a state championship yes. Yes. and one athlete going to college. And that's what I, you know, a lot of people. And I and I told, I mean, I'm I'm in the barbershop in Deerfield, and that's what I had said to some guys. I say, you know, they was they was on Deerfield at the time. I say, but let me let me explain one thing to you. Coach Glenn is putting kids in school. He may not be winning. He may get beat by Columbus, but he's putting kids in school. And that is the ultimate goal because if he put that kid in school, he saved that kid's Absolutely. life. Absolutely. That's what this Absolutely. thing is about. It's about saving lives. It's not about how many championships I can win. If you do the right thing with getting them in school, that championship is going to follow. Yeah. Because guess what? Kids are going to want to be attracted if I see kids going to school. That's what I got to do. Let me go and call. And this is something I think as a man thing, coaches are not willing to go and call another coach. Hey, man, what are you doing? Right. What you doing that's right. helping you elevate right. to get kids right. in school. Right. Get that. Give me that formula mm-hmm. so I can help my school mm-hmm. get to that level. Because at the end of the day, these are all our children. And, and the coaches and, and the collegiate coaches want to know that you know the X's and O's to send the right child, child to, to them. Have yeah. you utilized all the resources for that kid to get the right child to me? Correct. You know, as the principal, I, I created this thing. I say, when I got to Blanchile, I said, guess what? Football, basketball, we know how to win. Correct. So we had, and, and, and my, my friend brother there knew what we was doing. <laughs> so here I go. So I, I got a SAC meeting that talks about student achievement, talks about the structure in and, and, and the classrooms, talk about the uh, all the extracurriculum and the interventions we're using for kids. And then I got a football meeting on the same day. So I go into the football meeting. The football meeting got 150 parents. Damn. But my SAC meeting <laughs> got about five parents. So I said, you know, and he was with me that day. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, this is not fair. Correct. Because when I discovered as a principal that only 18, between 18 and 22 percent of your population play sports. Correct. Because Tony Sands going to run track. Yes. Play baseball. Yep. Football. And yep. probably get out there and try to play basketball. Basketball. Which you can't because that's <laughs> well, my sport. Listen. That's that, my hey, sport. look. Hey, hey, listen. You can have that. I ain't going to even tell you. I am not even going to lie. I am not that. Right. I, I wrestle before I go and play Absolutely. basketball. <laughs> but Tony Sands is only one student. Yes. I have. Another population of 80 students that we need to prioritize what we're doing for them. Yes. So what I do, I walked over to the football meet and brought my sack parents over there. there and go. I turned the football meet into a sack meet. sack meet. There you go. There and you. then I say, they say, well, what do you mean? I said, Dr. Johnson, I don't want to. You had nine principals in 16 years at Blanchilly. I don't want to be a principal that's going to come in here and leave or use this, 
an urban institution as a platform for me to make it somewhere else. I want to substantialize and substantiate the, the, the academics here so that the next leader, whoever the successor is, can do very well. So I said, let me create destination excellence. So everywhere you walked around Blanche Hill, the destination excellence. I want to talk about theme one, theme two, theme right. three. They said, what do you mean by destination excellence? I said, well, a plane has a pilot. Yes. A chartered bus has a driver. Yes. And a train has a conductor. Our children are the passengers. Correct. Let's make sure we get our children college and career Correct. ready. Correct. But if you look at the plane and you look at the train and you look at the chartered bus, it does that for adults. Yes, yes. Do I want to get on a bus that a person is frowned up and not looking They're right? Not looking I'm going right. to get back off that bus. Like, hey, if I, I don't yeah. see a pilot smiling, <laughs> yes. telling me he's getting ready to get me from Fort Lauderdale to New York City, I'm yes. getting off that plane. I'm getting off that plane quickly. And if I see a conductor is not blowing a horn and waving before the train pull off, I'm going to hop off that wanna, train. I don't want to be no So idea. in education, yes. we need to have that same fortitude yes. Yes. as educators, as being the experts to our children. children. Correct. Every child deserves a quality education and a productive life to become a productive Correct. citizen. Correct. So, you know, when I got to Blanche Hill, I said, you know, I'm going to stick with it. You know, when I, you know, when we received the A in 2012, you know, everybody was running around. I get the media to call me. I was in my office. I'm sitting in the back crying. Mm-hmm. The reason I was crying because Blanche Ely High School students in 2012 shared the bus with a National Merit School. Wow. Which was an A school all the years of its existence. Wow. The year that Blanche Ely got an A, that school received a B. So my school students got on the bus. <laughs> it was the Rosa Park moment oh, of their life. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. And to see the smile in their faces and to see how they was proud of the moment. Yes. Right now, it brings tears to my eyes because this community has done so much for me. I came in Mr. Johnson. Now I'm Dr. Dr. Johnson. Johnson. And and like you said, you came in Mr. Johnson. Right. And you are now Dr. Johnson. But let me tell you this story. That's showing them how I can still, at my age, educate myself. Absolutely. But let me tell you how the Dr. Johnson came about. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I was sophisticated, and Santa, <laughs> you know, Miss Robs and I would try to throw strategic plans and how we're gonna do something do different so, uh-huh. in the school. I put doctor on every child's schedule at Blanche Hill oh, wow. in 2012. I told the teachers, I said, you know, when you call their name, Doctor Tony Sands. Wow. We didn't want wow. first generation of high school diplomas. We want to push them to their max, max. to yes. their limit. Wow. So. Uh, I've spent, I met with the senior class in 2012, gave them a great speech, talked about their schedule. Uh-huh. I went back to my office, tapped myself on the back, but I noticed I wasn't tapped by the students on the back. <laughs> so about 30 minutes later, uh-huh. the top 10% came into my office. Oh, wow. They said, Dr. Johnson, that was a great speech, but you were being a little hypocritical. Uh-huh. You call us all doctors. What about you? Oh, wow. Oh, so my wow. body got tingles Tingle, in it right yeah. now. I said, well, what do you mean, what about me? Well, why are you not a doctor? <laughs> right. So I said, oh, now, I'm the principal now. Oh, I said, yeah. <laughs> no, but I gave about 10 kids uh-huh. the same excuses that kids give us. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I started my doctorate when I became assistant principal. The caseload got too great. I stopped. I went back and started again when I became a principal. Yes. I stopped. Yes. But I promised those kids of Blanche Ely High School that I would get my doctorate. Wow. And the only reason I'm Dr. Carlton Johnson right now is because of the students and this community. Those, those kids, like you said, said one thing. You calling us doctor. Right. 
Now that makes me say, you know, if I'm going to call you a doctor, I got to leave that first. I got to be that conductor. I got to be that with conductor. That I got, so they're yes. telling me, so the influences that children have on adults in today's society, Correct. I'm tired of adults telling Tony Sands, telling the Dr. Carlton Johnsons, that when you say that I'm in education, yes. God bless you. Yes. Well, God needs to bless you, too, to yes. understand the educational work that we all need to do. Yes. And I think that is huge because if we don't continually, continuously and consistently collaborate about the next generation of children. Yes. Not only will the sports become a paradigm shift where it becomes so biased. Yes. That we can identify, identify. racism. And, and we see it because I sometimes when I'm and the, and the crazy part about it, when you, you know, when you're traveling a lot. And you get a chance to enjoy some of the perks of what your success has done. Instead of someone saying, hey, what you a, a entrepreneur, what you a, a doctor, first thing they ask, Which are you a rapper? There you go. Are you an athlete? That's the only way they have identified us as successful. No, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a businessman. Right. I'm an entrepreneur. Why? And, and so, so – those are the same things when I sit in <coughs> Shaquille and I'm in a meeting yes. and we're sitting together and I may have a T-shirt on. And after the meeting, they'll look at me and say, well, hey, by the way, because this is the, the most profound question when you're sitting beside a celebrity. By the way, Tony, what do you do? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so my yes. rebuttal from that yes. situation is, hey, yes. I'm Dr. Carlton Johnson. I'm a principal in Pompano Beach, Florida. And then I noticed the temperament of the whole room it changed. changed. Yes, it changes. The dynamics change. They the look dynamics at the light. So we got to continue going yes. back into the the pillars of education to establish what you have done off the court. Yes. I have to be able to perpetuate what you've done off the field yes. into the classrooms, into the mindsets of the professional educators in all districts across this country. Correct, correct, correct. So we can maximize our children. Yes. You know, it, it is good to see, but we in one of the richest area when you talk about South Florida, where over 800,000 people are moving in the state of Florida every, every. single week. Yes, yes. It's going to change, but we have to historically keep the historical artifacts and values to the Dillard High Schools, to the Blanchilly High Schools, Correct. to the Fort Lauderdale community, to the Pompano Beach community. This community here has such a, a, a rich historical personality to it. That people can understand the common names, yes, you know of of the Russells, of the yes. Price, of yes. the Joneses, yes. Yes. you know uh, of the uh, uh, of other names that's been through here, the Wimberleys, yes, you know. So we 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 need to really the blacks. We need to really continue to respect the historical artifacts of both communities. Yes, yes. We need to understand who they are. Yes. We need to keep their dreams and their legacy alive. And I promise as the principal of Blanchilly High School and the, I call myself a citizen and a, and a product of Pompano Beach, Florida, I will continue to give them my all. And, and Dr. Johnson, anytime, and I, and I tell people this a lot, anytime that you will need me rather is to come out and speak, just to, to and, and me and you talk about it oh, sometime yeah. on the phone. Right. I'm here. Right. Thank I, you. I tell you, hey, I, you know, I have some you call. Hey, what's up, Jake? Yeah. I'm here. Right. Like I said, because the ultimate goal is to change lives. And if we continue as a unit, because we are all, you know, we can work in entities and we can take that to make that thing move slow. But if we work as a unit, 
that engine runs a I'm lot. A, I'm asking everyone who's listening to this platform to truly understand the the personalized individual who Tony Sands is, what he represents. You just don't have to call him about a Blanchilly High School athlete, Correct. a Dillard Correct. athlete, a St. Thomas. Yes. Correct. I have called Tony Sands by athletes all across this county and yes. all three tri-counties, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach. The child can be in Ohio. Yes. I'm asking the parents. I'm asking former athletes and present athletes. When you see a dynamics that may be far more greater than the individual, however, that has the talent to be successful on the collegiate level when it comes to football, track, and endurance, and getting their body to where it needs to be at and maximizing their potential, you get on the phone, you yes. pull up the web page, you get on the show, and you reach out to Tony yes. Sands. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We're live here at the Soul Bowl at Ely High School. Listen, but I like that these games are being played on site. Right. I don't like them when they're – it kind of takes some from it when they're played off site. Now, we can't highlight – we can't highlight what, yes, what, what the school really looks that's, like. When right, I heard a perception it was, out there. Yeah. When I heard it was going, when I heard they were shifting it back to right. Ely, right. That's what this is about. The yeah. tailgate. Tailgate is out. Right. When you can bring both communities, it's kind of tough when you're bringing them to all sites to enjoy themselves. Well, you know, it's it's number one is timely is because yes. after the game and before the game we got to leave. Yes, yes. But see, we would be here all day. <laughs> Superintendent's already yes. giving our blessing along with Dr. Yes. Johnson. Say, hey, yes. listen, this is historical here. We don't want to get in the middle, middle of this, of this. Dr. Enjoy. Johnson. Just make sure and to reach out to all both communities and citizens across Broward County. It's great to enjoy ent entertainment. Yes. But let's make sure we keep it safe That's and it. keep it going. That's it. No That's fights, it. physical That's altercations. It. Let's keep the weapons and the drugs away from our children. Let's continue to give our children the opportunity to maximize their full potential. And it's just not the 2021 year. But I want to come back to the 2041 year. Yes. Now, my, yes. you and I say it may be, uh, <laughs> you may, hey, we may have somebody walking, walking us in. in but we but, gonna, if, if, if I'm alive, I'm going to be absolutely. in the building. And we just ask everybody, Trust treat me. us like you do yes. when you're in Publix and you can't walk around. Go out and reach and purchase two of those strollers for Sands and I. <laughs> because we're going to be at every Soul Bowl moving forward. Most definitely. Most definitely. Listen, man, we got to close out here on the Tony Sands Show. It's been great. i like to thank both teams for letting me be a part of this. i like to thank you, Mr. Johnson, for opening up your school for us to do our show here, man. It's been, it's been exciting to be a part of this. Anytime that I can be a part of it, uh, when uh, – uh, B called me. He said, hey, listen, man, you want to be a – yeah, I'm all Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Tell me what all I got to do. We're going to get this thing ready to roll. This is what we're going to have. Boom, boom. I want them all. I want to be a part of it because this is – where I, these are the communities that I grew up in. But I, I want to say this to the Panthers. I'm a strategic thinker and a strategic Not, well, Oh, yeah. No, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before you leave. Because I, see, I can ask you this question. It's tough to ask. You know, when I ask Zach his well, question yeah. – you know, he going to give me the answer that I know he was going to give me. You know, and, I, 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 and I'm quite sure you're going to give me to do the same thing to me. It's kind of hard to, you know, to throw y'all at, at this at because I know what colors you got on. Right, 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 right. You know, when I ask you, because you got both sides. Right, I got both See, sides. I, I, you know, I can, but I know I got to be careful. But I've been here so long. No, so that's what I'm saying. That, 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 that blue and gray. That blue and gray that was in my closet. No, I threw it away. Oh, oh, wait a minute.
Wait, no, I didn't throw it away because I didn't want to disrespect the community. I found somebody at Dillard who was the same size I was, Tony. So you you politely I politely handed it away. I've been so involved in and. Well, if, if you cut me right here, it bleeds orange and green. So that means it, it's some little tigers running out of there. It's tigers running out of my skin. <laughs> and I'm telling to the Panthers tonight, as the principal of Blanchilly, you may get me this year, but, but the strategic mind of Dr. Carlton Johnson is putting together something just like Tampa Bay did. Well, I say, I'm going to find those pieces to the puzzle, and when we meet up again, when we meet up again, so I will be in the Panthers' house next year, not looking the same, Tony, because I'm treating this a program just like Tampa Bay did. Building, he, listen, he is building this program to understand that, listen, it will not, and see that, like you said, people looked at Tampa yeah. as if they couldn't get back there. They yeah. added a couple pieces to the puzzle. I'm looking. And now they look strong. I'm I'm going to treat this program as I said again. So, Tony, I will be willing to ride the boat in front of you next year and throw back the trophy. Tony, <laughs> listen, that's what this is about. Guys, we're having fun here on the Tony Sands Show, and i like to thank each and every person, all my listeners that listen to me each and every week throughout the nation. We at the Soul Bowl. And there's not another game. There's not another bowl. There'll be national championship bowls, but there's not another bowl like the, like soul. the soul Bowl. Ely and Dillard. Stay tuned. Come out tonight. Watch it. Let's have fun. Game, Let's is, at five, game is at 5 p.m. Come out. Uh, we expecting a sellout crowd. Yesterday we had over 3,000 tickets already sold online wow. and uh, more to go. And the weather's great. Uh, and thank God for the weather's great. We're going to have a fantastic sign. That's time and I look forward just to seeing uh, the urban presence that oh, recognize yeah. the historical, the historical games such as the Soul Bowl. Alexander, buddy love, buddy love. Don't get, it twisted. Don't get it twisted with Go Eddie ahead. Murphy. Don't. Because I'm 20 years his senior. <laughs> I am the class of 1966. Wow. From Blanche Ely. Uh huh. Also. Now you say the class of '66, so class of let's, 66. let's go back. Though. That's fifty something years ago. So now the games has the, changed. The game, so the game wasn't. What was the game called back in that time? It wasn't no Soul Bowl. It was no so. so and, did, and did they two schools play though? Right, two schools played. They Just played like you said earlier. Right, but you played on your own home ground. Right, Dillard was in the back. Right, it was in the back. Yeah, it was in the back of Dillard. Yes, Edenfield was basically the same way it is. Where it is now. Okay. So we didn't have a soul bowl. Okay. Okay, but I heard some things that you did say mm -hmm. earlier uh, about uh, the education part of it. Yes. Miss Ely. Yes. I grew up in Miss Ely's house. Okay. Okay. Okay, as a little boy. Came wow. from Deerfield and migrated to Pompano. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. From Ely, I left Ely, went to school, came back home. But it's different. Right. It's right. much different. Yes. It's a camaraderie of a community that's strong. Okay. Competition is very strong, too. Yes, now. yes, yes. And everything. Is very and it's strong so much, everything. even barbecue. If yeah, that, yeah. Barbecue yeah, and everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you, we want to find out who's got the best barbecue. Yes, that's how that's deep barbecue. That's how deep uh, this goes, man. I played, I played uh, football only. Okay. Football only. Mm -hmm. uh, Noah's God. <laughs> in the trenches. In the trenches, baby. In the trenches. We, we get real gritty down there now. Now, tell me this. When did, because like I tell people, I didn't realize that, that you can have a career in this business 
until I heard the name James Jones. Okay, James. They used to play at that play with the Detroit Lions. That was the only. Yeah. That was the only person I know, but I didn't know him. Right. Okay. That they said that hey, this guy at Ely High School that 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 played for the Detroit yeah. Lions. Yeah. That's when the NFL seemed so far away yeah. from you that you couldn't. Yeah. What What was that? Exactly. Ely. Uh, back in those days. Back in those days. College, college was you would teach brought in them. Yeah, and I was just up at Fam. Okay, that's my school. Like, yeah, I was just up at Fam for the homecoming. Homecoming for Fam. Well, like I'm a Cookman night. Okay, I graduated in 1974 from Cookman. Okay, okay. So you know what that kind of rivalry? Yes, is. yes, that's yes. I'll really be at that rivalry right. in okay. two more weeks. <laughs> I'll be there in two then, more weeks. Anyway, uh, man, back in that those days, man, we were just thinking of getting into college. Oh wow. Okay, all of a sudden. The big doors open up. Alabama, Georgia, okay. They uh, wanted, Mississippi. Uh, Bear Bryant said. Bear Bryant said, "Listen, yeah. if I, yeah. I gotta get me yeah. some of them." Okay. That was his exact exactly. words. After he played, played Southern, uh, yes, uh, University of Southern California. Yeah, I gotta get okay. me some gotta of them. Give me some because they killed them. Killed them. Yeah, okay. I gotta get me but some James of them. Jones, I wasn't here when mm. James Jones came through Hopkins. See, so uh-huh. we didn't have no Hopkins. Okay, I started playing football in eighth grade. Oh wow. So then was it middle hurt, school? Then I got hurt. Ain't no middle school. Well, no, it's either one through twelve. Okay, no, I'm saying was okay, it? Then you had Coleman. Okay. Okay, yeah, Coleman was elementary. Went through one through six. Okay. It's Coleman Park over here, and then they transferred to Ely. Right. Also, Ely had one through twelve. Oh wow. Okay, you didn't have middle school. Okay. It was like junior high school and high school. Okay, so when we got here, man, we have no optimists at all. No optimist football. It was just play flag football, flag football but, but yeah, you went no straight on no, in. No togs or helmets or anything like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you was man enough to get out and have a bigger heart I enough was. to get out there, you get your butt kicked. <laughs> Kick, yeah. Okay? This is what it was. But, you, but if you had enough heart, just stay with it. Okay. In my case, they broke me up pretty good. They broke my ankle. So, but they didn't want me to play. And it's even, you know, like I say, and she and my family were very close. Okay. okay. So she could get on the phone and call my house. My mama, my mama, mama say, "Look, it's even called me." But see, that's when the that's see, when the lickings real, were. That was it. Real people, real people. Tony, then we had some good teachers. Right. Correct. Very good teachers. Okay. And when you look at Summers Park, that's where I live at now. Mm-hmm. You came from Deerfield. Correct. All around Summers Park with men with teachers, man, they could walk to your house. Correct. If they got a bad day with you, they walk to your house. Correct. Now, let your parents let your parents know know what was happening with you. Now tell me this: you you speak about what was going to Ely like in those days. You you had to come to school, and she demanded. Okay, she so demanded. those teachers went out in the community and got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, long as they put that board on your butt too. <laughs> yeah, that powder, as we called it. And I don't mean in the office. In the front of the class. Class, you want to okay. act up? That's what we got to. We got this for you if you want to act up. But it is got to. And they ain't doing the one and two. Two. They going up above that, yes. right? But it was like you know we was good students. Uh-huh. We wasn't bad. Yeah. You, you know you seldom seen kids bringing guns to school like they do now. Yeah, it's kind of uh, drug. It wasn't kinda. drugs around then like it is now. Yes. Uh, and they was concerned. Our teacher was very concerned, concerned about. about we learned about the Declaration of the Independence and the Constitution of the you United were being, States. We were being educated. Educated. Very well. We were being educated. Very well. But see, we didn't use it, Tony, until Dr. King came out and started talking, talking about, about the Constitution. Constitution. Okay. But we already knew it. We had to recite the yes. preamble. 
Yes. We had to cite the person in me and we had to know it. And we had to know these things. And it, it, it benefited us. Yes. See, we were born like, we were baby boomers. Right. We baby boomers, born in 1946. Oh, wow. We baby boomers. Like, just so, so, <laughs> I mean, I'm 75 years, years old. old. Putting it and in. I appreciate everything God has given to me. I heard you and Dr. Joseph talking about. Yes. Now, once I came out of Cookman, I started working for a boy, a halfway house for boys. Okay. The Lincoln kids. Children are special. Mm-hmm. If you, if you educate it's them kid. right and you show an interest it's in them. Yes. Okay. I also worked at MacArthur North. Kids were built for expulsion in Dade County. Okay. I ran a principal ship. Oh, wow. At, at the, yes. Uh, under uh, James D. Scott Community Association uh-huh. in, in Miami. Had a program called Road Leader. These kids bringing weapons to the school and everything. But kids got a lot of problems, too, too. Yeah. Yeah. When they leave home, they got problems. But we don't take time. That's what I liked it about, of course, Houston. Yeah. Mr. Swan, Cody Swan. Uh-huh. These guys, man, we would be playing as little, as little kids when we grew up, Tony. They would pull their cops out of the road, man. Yeah. And get out of there with us. Yes. They were mentors. Yeah. They mentored yeah, you guys to the success. Them that... To the point. Yes, we did. What was what is this game? What does this game mean to you? Hey, Amen. It's a rivalry. Yes. It's a strong rivalry because yeah. because well, like I say, the Soul Bowl wasn't invented until after we got out of school. Yeah, Soul Bowl came into yeah. it started in '76 and became into existence in '83. Okay, but the rivalry was still, still there. Oh yeah, because it's, it's, it it's like neighborhood. It yes, yes. This is everything. I played against Dylan, like I told you in the back back here. Correct. I played around right on this field. Uh, People from Pompano live in Lauderdale. They move back and forth. Uh, back and they forth, move, yeah. They move back and forth from Pompano to Deerfield yep. to Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale and around Round the area. Sure. So it's a lot of family. It's a lot of family members tied up in this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Family members. On both sides. Rights. Even when you go to school, man. Yes. Even when you go yes. to college, you got the bragging right. But we, we still homeboys. Yeah. We still, at the end of the yeah, day, we still, we're still homeboys. Yeah. We're going to battle yeah. for about two yeah. hours. But at the end of the day, we still we still going to be still, friends. Be That's friends. what it is. We're going to be friends. And I met a lot of friends. Charles Warren, the quarterback at Cookman. Yes. yes. Tyrone McGriff played basketball. Yes, Tyrone McGriff. At, at, yep. at Cookman. Uh, those are my friends. Okay, you know? yeah. And uh, hey, hey, it's a strong it's a strong match now. Yeah, it's that it is. It's a match. It's, hey, but it, like you say, I'm glad to see it's back on home turf. And like you say, it's mm-hmm. back on home turf. Yeah. Guys, we'll listen. It's been a great day. Yeah, man. My producer is yeah. telling me I got to go, but oh, it's man. been a great day. We've had a good time. We've enjoyed conversating with the pioneers of this game. And what? And, and speaking to some of the guys that played in the game, yeah. the pioneer of the game, the principal of one of these schools that keeping this game to the level that is at, Mr. Dr. Johnson has been great for this community, and we're going to continue to support, support him in his adventures and endeavors that's going to keep elevating this program. Yeah. Mr. A, Thank it's you. been a great time. Thank we got to close out Thank here, man. Thank, Thank this community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to meeting you again. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Anytime we have this, we're going to be back in the oh, building. Okay. So we close out here on the Tony Sands Show. It's been real, and it's been fun. But guess what? I got to get ready for the Super Bowl so I can have some fun. Go out here and eat some barbecue. And do what I do. Closing out.